Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. John Bozica, 1480 WHBC. So recently this past week, the budget was signed into law here in the state of Ohio. Uh, This was part of a long, long year of work and so much that went into this. And it was not an easy agreement to come to, but it was passed and put through the House. And um, I, I think that there's some things in there that could really help out Ohioans and to talk more about that and some of the pieces of it the parts of it we bring in the um finance house chairman committee chairman and scott olschlager state representative how are you today sir good morning good morning glad to be on the air today well it's good to have you on the air and good to have you on talking about this budget which you guys were able to put through and um i wanted to say that uh, we had state representative paula hicks hudson on yesterday she says hello to you I uh, wanted to pass that along to you here early on in the show. but uh, That's nice. Yeah, no. She serves on my committee, and she does a great job. Uh, I really respect her a lot. She always has good questions, and she really represents her constituency. She's a real nice person. Good. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that you guys have a, a working friendship like that. So the budget itself, uh, tell me what all went into this, what were discussions like, and, and what can Ohioans expect to get out of this budget this year, State Representative? Well, you know, any good budget, it's really about people. I tell the members of my committee that these are not just numbers on a page. Anything we do is actually touching the life of somebody. So we want to make sure that we invest properly in what works and we be fiscally responsible. And this budget is balanced. And yes, we go forward. I was very pleased that this was a bipartisan vote in the House, 83 to, excuse me, 82 to 13, and in the Senate, 32 to 1. So people work together for the good of the state of Ohio. And unlike Washington, D.C., where everybody fights all the time, uh, I think this budget vote indicates that we can do good things in Ohio together. A number of highlights to this budget, of course. Uh, I want to highlight first it has the fair school funding formula in it. This is a result of years of work with educators and legislators trying to put together a a, uh, a response to the DeRolf decision that was done, laid down many years ago, and we feel that this does that. It, uh, it's irrational, it's predictable, and it's sustainable as we go forward, so our school friends should know that we finally did address uh, in the school funding issue in a major way. The bill also has the largest ta- income tax cut, personal income tax cut, in the history of the state of Ohio. It's approximately $1.6 billion dollars. The details are that there's a 3% across the board personal income tax cut for all Ohioans. We reduce the number of brackets from five to four. And for those who are working hard, trying to earn a living that at the lower end of the wage scale, the first $25,000 of income they earn, in other words, under $25,000 of income, if that's all you earn, up to 25000 you do not have to pay any state income tax. We expanded the broadband in the state of Ohio 
You know, we take broadband for granted here in Stark County and some of the more metropolitan areas, but there's still areas of the state that do not have broadband. And this came to four, to the fore really during the pandemic when businesses were trying to work, have their workers work at home and kids couldn't do learning in school. So we're putting $250 million into the broadband program for the state of Ohio. So those are some of the three biggest highlights. There's many more, but I, I thought you probably have some questions for me and, uh, I'll stand by for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate that, State Representative. And I know, as I said, that there was a lot that went into this. Um, some of the pushback maybe that you've received early on, has there been a lot of that? You mentioned it was bipartisan, which is great to hear. I love hearing that. But has there been any early pushback to some of the things that were put into it? Uh, I have not received any major pushback. I know that uh, some of my Democratic colleagues perhaps had some questions on the size of the tax cut, but I think they weighed that very carefully and realized that uh, with the three major programs I just shared with you and the fact that we maintain step up to quality with at least for the children that will have all the children will have at least a one star program to go to for, for child care, that the fact that we raised the federal poverty level to qualify for, for daycare for child care under the state of Ohio from from uh, up to 142% of the federal poverty level. And there's other things that balance that out. But I've not really received a lot of pushback at this time. And I can say, too, during the negotiations between the House and the Senate, it was very collegial. We had our strong differences, but many of us have known each other for many years. And sometimes when we got to a point where it got a little tense, somebody would crack a joke and relieve the tension. And we would go on in a very professional way, and it was very collegial. But to answer your question, I've not received a whole bunch of uh, feedback uh, as far as uh, not being happy with it at this point. Job creation. I know that's something that when the initial press release was, was put out, that was a piece of this saying that it will improve education and help Ohio keep and create jobs. How will it do that considering that we're still trying to navigate our way through, I guess, the fallout from the pandemic, State Representative? Yes, yeah, so the, uh, there's many things. That's one reason we geared the income tax cut the way we did, to encourage people to uh, excel and try to achieve and, and to encourage entrepreneurship. But we did put, put in the bill $155 million to help some of the industries that were hard hit by the pandemic, such as restaurants and bars, indoor and outdoor venues, small businesses in general, and those who started a business during the course of the year. There's a formula there based on income loss, job loss, and the, the amount of hits that they took from the pandemic to help them through that. Here in Stark County, as I've discussed the, the past year with how the businesses are doing, many of the small businesses in the state of Ohio and, and in Stark County are very happy with some of the help that came from Columbus earlier, and we've just done this again. We've also put in what we call a mega projects program. What this is, this is a program geared to help with tax breaks for companies that will invest over $1 billion on a project in the state of Ohio or have a $75 million annual payroll. They will be eligible for the Job Creation Tax Credit Program, and that's, that's major. There's some of the big companies out there that may want to make big investments, and we want to make sure Ohio uh, stays competitive as far as trying to reach out to those businesses, especially those businesses leaving the high-tax states like California and New York and are looking to, to locate elsewhere. And again, that was another reason for our personal income tax cuts. 
We also have a real industrial park loan program that uh, we put $30 million into to try to help them. We also put in a, a tax cut on personal, excuse me, for personal capital gains received by investors in Ohio to try to again lure those businesses that are looking to leave those high tax states. We say, come to Ohio. We have a good, good positive business climate. And you add that to some of the work we've done in the past. Uh, we feel that uh, we'll try to be more competitive. And ultimately, of course, this creates wealth and jobs for individual people in this state. And that's what we strive to do. State Representative Scott Olschlager is my guest right now, a uh, Republican out of the North Canton area. We're talking about the budget, which was recently passed uh, through the Ohio State House just this past week, and obviously lots of discussions taking place in the aftermath of this. Um, you mentioned some of the education things that are in there. Uh, how will that immediately help out kids across Ohio looking to go back and make school a normal experience for them? Yes, the Fair School Funding Plan, again, as I mentioned earlier, is something our school friends have been looking for for many years to get some certainty and predictability is what funding might come from the state and be sensitive to their local programs and needs. This part of this but this program deals with measuring the personal income and the property income to determine the state share that they will receive from the state of Ohio. We do expand the voucher program for those people that want, want to prefer to send their kids into the voucher programs throughout the state of Ohio. We also continue a very successful program, College Credit Plus, where students can attend their high schools and attend the university and receive college credit as well as high school credit. I've had some parents come up to me and say to me, between College Credit Plus and the uh, advanced placement classes they took in their high schools, some of their students, their children, started college in their sophomore years, and so that was a great savings, and that was the goal of the program, not only to increase the academics for people that want to participate at the university level earlier, but to save parents and children money as they go on to school. So we feel that uh, we're coming out of this pandemic and with some structure there to help give parents options, and uh, we feel that... Uh, we're on our on our way, and, and and my hats off to the educators this this past year. It had to be a nightmare as they worked with the kids long distance and sometimes in school some days, out of school some days. Uh, my father taught social studies for over thirty years in Pennsylvania, so I grew up understanding what teachers go through. And I again, my hats off to our educators and our education community for working through this with the parents and the children to try to ensure that they got the best possible education they could receive under very dire circumstances, to say the least. Last question this morning for State Representative Scott Olschlager here on WHBC is this. I also saw in the budget that there was uh, an element to, to it, State Representative, that included law enforcement training in some of those things. I know this has been a an ongoing discussion since some of the protests last year. Could you, you shed some light on what some of that stuff is? Yes, we sure can. Uh, we have uh, at least two former law enforcement people in our Republican caucus who said to us, it is very, very important to have adequate training for the police and, and law enforcement people throughout the state of Ohio to deal with the circumstances we're now under. The training is key. So therefore, we did put $15 million for a one-year police training pilot program to see how that will work and 
it will be it will be actually operated in a normal way through the way that they have are uh, operating in the past. But they'll be adding some things, I'm sure, to dealing with this, and this will help relieve some of the stress on the local departments too, because we'll be picking up 15 million dollars to toward the training. So again, they said it's very important in these tense times that we live in to have uh, to have our police officers well trained. We also put 10 million dollars into body cameras to help you know, record and have accountability as to what actually happens uh, if there is as the police person. Uh, approaches a crime scene or of whatever kind it, it may be. And we've also put in $8.5 million for security grants to nonprofit groups like churches and non-chartered public schools to Im- improve their security there. And $24 million for school safety grants so our schools can help fortify themselves, for lack of another term, to try to avoid any disaster situations as we've seen happen across the country in the past. State Representative Scott Olschlager, I so appreciate the time this morning. Uh, sometime when we get a, a moment in the future, we'll have to talk about how you're a Capitol Crusader and I'm a uh, Otterbein Cardinal, and we can we can have a little <laughs> argument over that. Okay, that'd be great. Sounds good. Take it easy, State Representative. Thank you very much.